You are now listening to the Socks and Sandals podcast. Worst wave coming in, this and the third. Like, this doesn't seem like things are going to let up until the weather turns at least. Oh, oh they're trying to set us up so good. They, they're just trying to let us know, yo, you about to get locked down. Y'all, <laughs> we thought 2020 was a problem. Mm. Come on, man. 2021 is about to be a problem, bro. We are about to be shut in soon as Biden get in there. Yo, who else was saying that? I was listening to Phil Valentine say that exact same thing. He said, uh, yo, once these, he was like, once these Democrats get in, he was like, yo, they are really finna push. You might, you might have to wear a damn astronaut helmet to go anywhere, yo. Like, man. Ooh, there is no, there is no letting up, you know what I'm saying, on this. Mm-mm. There's no relaxing once, once nope. the Dems get in the, in the office. Nope. They about to, they about to crack down, bro. Yeah, bro, bro. And so, and you know. Small businesses. Oh yeah. Saying oh, yeah. mom and pop shops, rest in pieces. Like those are, those are what's really, those are what's really getting affected negatively by this. And it's, it's, it's almost normal now. It's almost normal to expect, you know what I mean? Something, something bad to happen. And like, when did that, when did that like doom and gloom begin? 2020 wasn't full of doom and gloom because even earlier this year we were like, ah, the pandemic ain't gonna be that bad. You know what I'm saying? Ah, a couple mm-hmm. weeks we're gonna be all right. And mm-hmm. even after the couple months, we were like, yeah, but you know, what I mean, this and the third. And Trump had us laughing at all the dumb stuff that he was doing online. But I mean, you know, holding the Bible upside down and talking about bleach and uh, what else are you saying? Heat kills it and stuff like that. Like we, mm-hmm. we were really, we were really running a gambit, but we didn't feel this sense of like. It feels doomy and gloomy right now, man. Am I? Mm. Am I? Am I? Am I? Am I in that ballpark, or am I just kind of like? I don't know. It it depends on it it depends on who you're talking to, bro, and where you live, right? Like it feels doomy and gloomy. It feels doomy and gloomy for me, as far as like living in Oregon, um, and just the way things have been shut down out here. Um, But then I see my brothers and sisters. In Houston, I see my brothers and sisters and cousins in Atlanta, and it's not doom and gloom over there, bro. They going up. They living in another country, man. Exactly, bro. Totally different stratosphere that they in. So (laughs) it's just like, nah, it's kind of cool down there, you know. So uh, it's just it's different for for different people, man. But I can I can only imagine what it's like for folks that just live in extremely rural areas. Like if you're not in a major city and you're not fully integrated with technology like that, you're just doing things the old fashioned way because that's all that you need. What are those folks doing, bro? You know what I mean? Like I think of beach towns, like, or just places that are purely based on tourism, um, college towns, which is purely based upon, you know, the, the seasonal kids coming in and spending all that money. And it's just like, what are, what are those people doing? And they don't, they don't have tech. They don't have all these other remote job access. They don't have all these industries coming to them. So it's like, what are people doing in these small towns that are not in metropolitan areas? Like, what are they doing, bro? How are they making money? That's a great question. But luckily, you know what I'm saying? If you don't need a whole lot, you don't need to make a whole lot kind of thing, right? 
Like, I guess. I mean, but but I guess I guess what's going on. I guess we could um, hypothesize that they're like like you said, they don't need much. And so let's say they are getting the PUA um, or just whatever type of unemployment. And then but like if their lifeline stops with the unemployment, then right. what are they going to do? Because there are a lot of people that are living off unemployment and actually doing OK. Some people are making more on unemployment than what they were when they were working. That's what's because, really- because they're not getting taxed. But like when that stops, what's going to happen? Hmm. Where are they going to go? What are they going to do when the evictions, you know, start happening? There's a lot of people that owe thousands of dollars on rent. What, what are they going to do? These moratoriums aren't going to last forever. Nah. Even if they get extended, it's not going to help. Yeah. It's. And but but yet, on the other hand, the stock market is still going up. People that have oh, that, can't, that means can't nothing. Hmm? That means nothing. That means nothing. That means nothing. Yeah, that's true. I guess that, that. means absolutely nothing, bro. The you stock know what market really got me thinking. You know what really got me thinking. Money is done. Huh? These outlandish basketball and football contracts. Mm. Like I really, I'm on one hand, I'm looking like these billionaires know what's up. They know something's finna crash heavy. And yeah, sure, I'll give you a hundred million dollars for the next two years or something like that. Something crazy. Why not? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like it really feels like I, I don't know. We're on we're on we're on the edge of something. We're on the edge of something. And well, basketball, be- the NBA can do that just because of the money that they're bringing in. Yeah, but where are they bringing it in from? If if stadiums have been empty for months, TV contracts. I hear that. And uh, merchandise. I hear it. It just doesn't look like they're, it's affecting certain industries, even though like those industries are being affected. And yeah, NBA yeah, we is so global. Yeah, and even still, you know what I'm saying? Like they're still taking a hit. NFL oh, yeah, is still are. taking a hit. And this is a huge hit. You just don't see it. And of course, we can explain it away. But again, I'm just saying that for me, that was my first sign of like, oh no, this dollar feels like it's going to tank. Just like you're saying, the stock market going up doesn't really mean anything. I'm feeling like, you know what I mean? Like seeing all this money just being thrown around, that means something too. Yeah. So it's it's one of those like, let's let's wait and see. Um, because 2021, as much as I want to invest, I'm still so very skeptical about about this whole system. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, don't, I mean, like, the only thing that you want to invest in at this point is, is like can't. No, nah, well that that too. That's that's a good thing. Um, but also if you're gonna invest in the stock market, I would say you would only want to invest in the can't miss companies. The too big to fail companies? Yes. And the companies that are vertically integrated into the future that's gonna be able to when things change over to Bitcoin, they'll be all right. When AI takes over, they'll be all right. You know what I mean? So like the Googles, Amazon. Apple, um, Square, yeah, yeah, that's uh, like a Net- like Netflix, a Disney. Kind of those are mutual. You know what I mean? Those aren't for you to make those aren't like making money on the stock market. Those just feels like, yeah, I'm steadily making, you know, what I mean, an income for over the next 20, 30 years. Yeah, you'll yeah. be all right in that case. But that's not that's not playing the stock market. That's not volatility. People need a lot of volatility to be able to actually need, make money. Who needs know? volatility? The stock market, people, in order for people to make money in the stock market by investing, not just like long-term investing for retirement, but literally just to see about, you know, I want to make $1,000 over the next six months. 
in investing. They need a little bit of volatility to be able to buy and sell. Oh, well, quicker. yeah. If that's if you have a short term goal, then yeah, that may not be the move for you. But I mean, investments you should, should be both. Investments should be, you know, you're, you're using this money for the you put that away for the next 20, 30 years and play with this money over here. Like learn the market so you can make a little bit of coin to put put more away. You get what I mean? Yeah. I mean, and just I get it. That's everybody, everybody has their own strategy. But you know, if you, but if you're going to take a short-term strategy, um, that's just you just that's like gambling. That's not necessarily investing, unless unless you actually know what you're doing. Then taking short-term positions, like you really need to be calculated with that because that's more of a that's that's more of a gamble. Of course. And so, I I wouldn't advise anybody starting out in stocks to gamble stocks. I would say <laughs> invest first and learn the market, and then you can gamble once you know about the company and the volatility and you know how that stock moves on a, a weekly. Of course. Monthly basis. Yeah. Oh, that's that's obvious before anyone starts in the market. That's yeah. you know, and that, I mean that's exactly what I was saying. So it's like if I'm I'm saying like for you if you're starting out or if anybody's starting out, invest in the can't miss stuff so that you won't you won't lose your money. Like your money is going to be safe and it's going to grow. It's guaranteed to grow. Cuz that's the point of investing is in growing your money, period, you know. Exactly. And but what what I'm saying is it's a both and scenario. So if you have $1000 to invest, yes, put $700 into your mutual investment. Put up buy buy up whatever is going to slowly bubble but also figure out what's going on right now figure out all these smaller technologies figure out what's changing the landscape now and try to get ahead of that so that you can make some coin to put into your long-term investments you know what i mean like let's Mm -hmm. turn that 700 dollars into 900 dollars, and we can do that you know relatively quickly if we're doing something like watching when tesla makes spacex public you know what I'm saying? Or 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 looking to see who's going to be first on the automated car race. And that involves, of course, like you say, a lot of research. But I definitely think both is healthy um, to just do it one way. I don't I don't find any value in that. Um, it's kind of like a set it and forget it kind of thing, you know, where it's like a 401k and stuff like that. That's good to have. But it is definitely good to try to, you know, play with the volatility. I think that's where the success happens mostly. Because uh, Lord based, knows what's going to happen in 20 to 30 years. Based on, based on the market. If you had invested in 3M, who makes these N95 masks, you know what I'm saying? If you had done that, that's not that doesn't seem to be one of those companies that's going to be a, a Disney or a, or a Google or anything like that. So if you had your mutual fund or your 401k getting those big stocks, but if you were able to play around and invest in 3M or invest in you know, a 3D printing company or invest in uh, what's what's popping right now, like still, despite the despite the pandemic, hand sanitized Johnson and Johnson. Well, that's a pretty big company. But I'm saying any of these smaller companies that I think that that would have been that would have behooved you to say, yo, you know what? They're at, you know, sixty dollars a share. Let's throw something in there. Let's see. Let's see what this does. If I lose money. All right. If I uh, but like it's really important, I think, to to deal with both the volatile part of the market as well as. And that's what, you know what I mean? That's what I'm trying to learn. That's what I'm really looking to to get like uh, mentors. And uh, I, I heard about this financial group called The Motley Fool. I think that's super interesting. And that's information, uh, stuff I want to hear more about. Uh, there are just, just many options. There's just many options. And let's not just limit ourselves to just doing it one way, you know, one way or the other. 
I feel you, bro. But before you start speaking, almost in an authoritative fashion, you should you can actually like research it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Absolutely. Before you even three M, because three M is not a small company. <laughs> They've been around for decades. And- we un- did you hear? I said three M is not a Disney. 3M, of course, 3M has been around for, they've been making tape for however long, but that's not a Disney, that's not a Google. We're not saying that that's not old, we're just saying it's gonna be very different investing in 3M than it is investing in Disney. Does that make sense? How, how, how sure are you on that? How sure are you on that? How sure am I that three that a 3M stock isn't a mutual trade? I'm not, no. let's say 50-50. No, 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 I didn't, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I didn't say that those words didn't come on my mouth. Say, how sure are you that 3M is not a the similar type of company as Disney as it as it comes to the stock price and the volatility. Not sure at all. I'm just just pulled those two companies out of a hat. Oh, okay, okay. You're just throwing it out there. Yeah. I'm not telling I'm not giving you stock advice right now. All right, but you you were you were saying it as if you were sure about it. I was saying it to prove a point that we should be both in the long term as well as short term gains. Word. And I was saying that a company like Disney is going to be different than a lesson company. If I if I chose 3M and that's not accurate, that doesn't that doesn't make the point moot. We're still focusing on the bigger point, which is invest in both big and small, not whether the fact 3M is a big or small company. Noted. Gotcha. Noted. Gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> I was like, yeah, why are we talking about 3M or why are we because you be brought sure. it up. What do you mean? Why are we talking no, about? No, why are we talking about like, am I sure whether or not it's a it's a it's a on the same level as this and the third? It's really because I'm, finding I'm, a way I'm to make our money make somebody. money. I'm coming from somebody who has been trading stocks uh for over five years now. And I know that 3M and Disney are very similar as far as the way that they move. So for someone as like like myself that has some experience. To hear this from someone like yourself that has no experience and you're speaking as if you know what you're talking about, but I know you don't know what you're talking about. That's why I'm going to press you. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about when it comes to weather 3M. So you're, you're, pre- you're not pressing me on the, on, the, on the idea that I was trying to convey. You're pressing me on 3M. I'm pressing that you one sentence sides. out of the whole idea that I was trying to convey to you. I'm pressing you on your, your idea and okay, I'm pressing so you You're not the pressing 3M. the idea by talking about 3M. Tell me about the idea that you're pressing me on because the idea is being able to trade for the long term and trade for the short term. So what tell me about what what am I being impressed about in that with that idea? Okay, so this is this is what you're gonna learn from the Motley Fool and anybody else that has been trading stocks and has been successful over an extended period of time. You don't trade for the short term. That is gambling. The stock market is not set up to gamble. It's not to say that people don't gamble with stocks because people do trade options and options can be lucrative. Absolutely. But they can also you can also lose all of your money as fast as you gain all of your money. So yes, with options, yes, not with securities. OK. Right. So we're talking tell, about tell me, we're, tell we're options about is like that volatile part. Tell me, tell me about the securities. Securities is just, is just owning. It's just owning the stock as I understand it to be, you know what I mean? Like that is uh, options are, are trading or you're, you're trading the potential for that stock to grow. So you're gambling on the fact that that stock is going to go one way versus a security is like, okay, well, if you have it, then, you know I mean? You can, you can sell it off. You can keep it, you know, depending on which way that stock goes. Mm -hmm. So 
as somebody that's very new to this, I am definitely into the both end as opposed to just having a one trick pony when it comes to investing, because there are, there's a field of people, like you say, who are making faster money than the five or 10 year. Of course, putting money away is never going to be a bad idea, but also playing with a little bit of money that you have and getting to know the market a little better, especially in the fast. I don't understand how that could be uh, ineffective as long as you're being wise and gambling smartly. Because I mean, there's an intelligent way to gamble, right? I mean, it's a game like poker. Word. Yeah. All I'm saying is <laughs> the options market in that short term, that's like playing roulette. That's all. Okay. So if you're if you're into roulette, then yes, have at it. <laughs> Noted. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, as somebody that has been trading stocks for five years, thank you for that tidbit right there. Uh, it's my <laughs> like. Hey, give me give me a little bit more than that if you've been in the game for so long. What would you like to know? Uh, I would like to know what your counter to my suggestion would be when it comes to investing in the long term and the short term. Are you saying that the short term is foolish? Just invest in the long term. No, no, I'm not saying the short term is foolish, but I'm saying, well, I already said it, but I guess you didn't hear it. So what I said was, if you're if you're going to short, if you're going to do short term investing, you need to take your time to even study the market and study the companies that you plan on shorting. So I would say, yeah, that's a that's a cool strategy to go with. I've done short term and now I've just settled a long term short term. You you make it quick and you lose it quick. Right. Mm-hmm. So but. Either way, you would want to study though a certain amount of however many companies you want to study, you need to study them for months, if not a whole year, to see the trajectory of that stock and see how it moves. So you know, so you kind of have a an idea of the rhythm of the stock, what makes it go, what makes it pull back. And You're so saying study you, a stock go, for a year or study the history of a stock for a year? Like I go would say, back a I would year? Say, no, no, no. I would say actually study it, like watch it every watch day it for, for a year. year. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I would say watch it for a whole year. And if you don't have that much patience, I'll say watch it for at least six months. Watch it for at least six months and see how it moves, because you being able to time it and seeing how it moves is going to be you being able to make that short term run. Because right. you got to know when it pulls back and if you know why it's pulling back. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, I'll give you I'll give you an example. So um, I'm heavily invested in a company called Alibaba. So Alibaba, Alibaba, well, you know about Alibaba, right? Mm-hmm. OK, so that's the the Google or not the Google, the, uh, the Amazon in China. And so Alibaba's stock has pulled back. It was man, it was like in the 320s and it went down to 220 um, last week. And so it's been dropping over the past two weeks, but it landed at 220 last week. And this week it's up in the two thirties. It's starting to go back up, but it's, it's pulling back. Not because it's unprofitable, not because, you know, the websites went down or whatever the case might be. Not, not because they lost any equity in any of the many other companies that they own um, or have equities uh, stake in the price went down based off of speculation because there's um there's like a lot of regulations that are going on in China when it comes to these big e-commerce conglomerates. Uh And so because of the speculation and because of there was another company called uh, Ant Group that that um, Alibaba has a 
a huge share in as far as equity stake. That company was supposed to go public at the end of this year and it didn't. So the fact that that company didn't go public and that there's these perceived crackdowns, even though nothing has happened, there's just mm-hmm. investigations mm-hmm. going on. The stock dropped. So if you've been watching this company all year and you've you've been seeing it rise and rise and rise because I bought the stock when it was in the 180s. I bought more um, in the in the 200s, in the low 200s. And I even bought into the um, into the high 200s, like 280. And I bought at 300. So I bought it at different stages. But if it, but even if you weren't buying it, if you were watching it and you're like, damn, it's been going up so high, I should have bought it, you know, earlier in the year. But then you see it drop back to what it's to what it was, you know, during the print, during the height of the pandemic or pre pandemic. And you know that it's only dropping because of speculation and not because of the lack of profitability. This is a great this is a great time to buy and make a short term play if you don't have that much time to have your money being tied up. But that's but I, that's that's what I'm saying. Like, if you want to go short term, you can buy that stock right now and you can make a good amount in six months. And if you want to sell it, you can. I wouldn't advise that you sell it because, yeah, if you made a couple thousand dollars, that's cool. But a couple thousand dollars now or, you know, 50, 60 thousand dollars later, I would take the 60 thousand because that's just me. But you can make a short term play if you want to. And now is a great time to make it. Mm. So that's that's all I'm saying. Like, that's what you want to do. When you're when you're making these short term plays, watch the stocks, see how they move. And when they pull back, because all stocks pull back at some point in time. Right. Why is it pulling back? And if you know why it's pulling back, you're like, oh, this is this is profitable. And, you know, over time, when people see how profitable it is and they're, they're going to see the, you know, the um, all the different ratios that they that they uh, measure stuff by. They're going to be like, oh, the P.E. ratio is what? Twenty two. Oh, cool. All right. Perfect time to buy. And so people will buy it again and it'll, it'll go back up. And so, um, yeah, that's that's my advice as far as like short term versus long term. And when you make a short term play, you should know why you're making it. And mm-hmm. not, All right. I'm going to just put it in there because this is a good idea to invest. Yeah, it's a good idea to invest, but you want to do it the right way. And you want right. to do your due diligence before you just hop in there, start throwing your money in there. Yeah, absolutely. That's why all these investment groups or people that have been doing it for a while are always great references. You know what I mean? And books and shit like that. Like no one's looking to just jump in and say, Hey, I'm trying to invest. So here's $500. <laughs> Good luck. We're all, we all got it. I mean, it's my money. You know what I'm saying? And we all have to make sure that we're doing our best with, with what we have. So we're definitely, definitely glad that you can bring that up. Cause I'll definitely be checking out uh, Alibaba. Thank you for that specific uh, tidbit. For sure. Um, but that's going to be super helpful. And I think that, you know, as I as as this year goes along, it's going to be something that I uh, take more seriously and start questioning people about and just ask more. Who do you? Well, shoot, bro, let's let's hit these topics, man. We got a few to hit um, while we're while we're on this talk about, you know, the stock market and whatnot. man. let's talk about government trusts. I don't necessarily trust the market that much. I only trust a few companies. And I for damn sure don't trust the government and all these things that's going on, bro. Oh. Um, the way, like you said, the way that they're pumping out money into the economy, they're just printing money left and right. I, you know, I just feel like they're going to tank the economy eventually. They're going to tank the dollar. Um, you know, generation, the next generations, all these Rona babies are going to have to deal with this incredible, overwhelming debt that the company is accruing. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
they're they're trying to give us a vaccine that has not been thoroughly tested bro a vaccine within a year is bonkers it's it's unheard of bro unprecedented yeah man so um biden is the president i don't trust him whatsoever he told me if i didn't vote for him i'm not black so i i for damn sure don't trust him if he think he can just pull my own black card like that no 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 so i don't i don't I don't trust too much of what's going on in the government, bro. How you feeling? Yo, it feels like business as usual. It feels like we got duped into thinking we can like, not duped. It 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 feels like we're right back before Obama, right? It feels like we're in Bush Jr. <laughs> <laughs> like it, 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 I don't, I don't Bush. get why our community is so, uh, I don't know, invested or so, uh, you know, surprised or disgusted by. When you say our community, who are you referring to exactly? I'm referring to the melanated people that specifically have been um, the melanated, the deeply melanated people of America that do not have an alternate country. Mm. Does that make sense? So you're talking about black Americans. So I'm talking about, yeah, yeah, I'm black Americans. The uh, ADOS, FBA. There we go. There we go. FBA, what's that? Foundational black American. Founda- Ooh, foundational black America. FDA? FBA. No, FBA. FBA. Mm-hmm. I know that's right. Foundational black America. Yeah, this culture. Mm-hmm. And I talk about the culture because I'm a product of foundational black American culture, even though, you know what I'm saying, I'm not attached to foundational black America. And right. um, that enculturation is, it feels more powerful than the blood lineage I have tied back to Nigeria, simply because of mm-hmm. the way that I move, the, li- the music I listen to, the conversations right. that I have, what's important to me, right? So being yeah. a part of that community and being a representative of that community, it just, it, it, it weirds me out to look around and, and see like, what, what were we expecting? You know what I mean? Like what one, not, not what is changing, but what did we hope? What was our plan to get what we wanted and things like that? So, Oh, I can tell you what we hope for and what we plan for. What we plan for. So we, so we, so we hoped that if we get Trump out of office then we could just sit back (laughs) and just sip sip our sweet tea in peace. brother. Let me sip my sweet, my my sweet tea in peace. That's funny. Let me let me just chill and sit my sweet tea in peace. Don't bother me. I don't want to have to worry about these proud boys yeah. because as soon as we get Trump out of office, everything oh, is going to go back to normal, right? Now I'm going to go back to my the, to the, the the type of racism that I like. The com- <laughs> smile in your face racism, right? So be, because they wanted the covert racism. And we hope that we're going to get that with Biden and everything's going to be all right. And now we got uh, Kamala in the, in the White House. So we got T.T. Kamala in there and she's <laughs> going to make sure that we feel OK and we feel secure. And so that's that's what we, we wanted as a people, bro. And we, we damn sure didn't want Ice Cube going in there and stirring things up. You know what I mean? We didn't want Ice Cube. Having having people vote for Bo- or not Bush vote for Trump or not vote for Biden, so we got what we wanted, bro. We got exactly what we wanted. So we won. So we won. We won, bro. Okay. So yeah. what do I have to yeah. do now? 
do I have to just like use my brown sugar for my sweet tea now? Like, is that is that the is that the only difference? Is that what that's I have it. to do now? That's it. Brown sugar over white sugar, my brother. That's, mm. it. that's it. Always. <laughs> bro, I don't I don't know what's wrong with my people, bro. I weep. I weep for my people. I weep, man. I, I'm really sad. I'm really sad, bro. I you know, with the ice cube thing, that really showed me as if as if we didn't know that there was a problem with black America, that there that we didn't have deep seated, deep rooted issues. But when I seen so many people lash out at Ice Cube for just for trying to, to take a for just wanting to have a conversation with both sides, for taking a bipartisan approach, which is it's it, it makes a lot of sense. So Obama like, ran on. That's you? what everyone that's what everyone like praised Obama for. For running right, for staying right in the middle, maybe a little left of middle, but and, and so like they want to, they want to tear down Ice Cube and anybody that aligns with him. I would say like the the progressive, Democratic blacks, and they're very vocal, very vocal about it, hmm. and and very and and it's they're like they're they're fighting back hard, you know. And I'm like, yo, why why are y'all doing that to your bro? Like that's your brother. Like he's on your side. Right. <laughs> he's fighting you for you. Yeah, exactly. What do you? Who do you think is benefiting from from whatever deals he's trying? Uh, he's attempting. He's literally on your team. You know what I mean? I'm like, I I just don't get it. But like, I realize that there are so many black people that show more allegiance for their political party. It's a gang, bro. Than their own family, bro. It's a gang, bro. Oh man, then there's there's so many black people that have disconnected themselves from their own identity at but they but they think that they're so blackity black and wokeity woke and and all of that, but no, you're not. You want approval from Massa. And anybody that goes against Massa's agenda, you will fight to the death to silence that person. Like Ice Cube is literally on your side and people are arguing him down and telling him why he's so wrong. But then what just happened, bro? What just happened? We just heard. Did you did you see or hear the uh, the Zoom call when Biden was on the call with uh, with all the black leaders? Oh, no. Talking greasy to them, bro. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Basically saying he wasn't going to do nothing for y'all, wow. for, for us. But he was saying to them, he was like, I'm not doing nothing for y'all. I can't do nothing specifically for black people. Wow. Obama didn't do that, so why are you expecting me? He didn't do it. <laughs> That's a fact. Special for y'all. That's a fact. So they, it's like they, they believe more in what in what Biden can do than what Obama could have done. Like we already had a black president, and he couldn't do anything for us. So why do you believe? Why do you still believe in this system? Yeah. Someone did say something really compelling, and he was like, "I trust like the the new district attorney um, in L.A." And he is an older white dude that really seems to be comfortable with rattling that 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 beehive. You know what I'm saying? And really uncovering this man proposed to to go back and to reopen a lot of uh, cases where it came to police brutality and you know what I mean, um, police homicide and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It it almost feels like America is more comfortable with a uh, a radical white politician. Than they are with a conservative politician looking to improve the lives of Black America, <laughs> bro. How do you want your racism, bro? 
How, how do you like it? Overt or covert? I want it over. I want it in my face, man. I want it right here. I want to know racist boulevard. I wish we would go have general heart, generally, generally boulevard and stuff like that, man. I, I need that. I need to see exactly where it is, man. Well, but, you know what? You, you know what we got instead? We got Black Lives Matter Boulevard. That's what we got, bro. Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, whoa, terrace. It ain't even a boulevard, man. It's a terrace, bro. Oh, it's a terrace, my Black bad. Lives Matter terrace, dog. <laughs> okay, so while we're on, you know what? I'm glad that you brought up uh, Ice Cube because 2020 really made me pay more attention to Candace Owens, right? Oh, man. You was going, I knew, how did I not know? You you almost caught, you almost got me Go ahead, go ahead. My bad, my bad. No, no, no problem. No problem at all. I'm glad, I'm glad that, that that was the reaction because. I I see some of what she says and it resonates with me a lot, right? Yeah. When she said, yo, this democratic media would rather promote George Floyd as the face of this movement than Breonna Taylor, than uh, Sandra Bland, even though she was a couple of years ago, you know what I mean? And yeah, people pushed back and said, oh, well, we, we saw him die. We saw this and the third. And it's like, it's not even about that. It's really about what is going, like, what, I really, I really believe that this democratic media chose that person specifically because of their, um, because of their shady past or whatever dealings that they had with, with the cop. Or, you know what I mean? Like, did you hear all that about? him and the cop knowing each other and him working as a bouncer at a club and that cop always going to that club and stuff like that. It, 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 it frustrated me. And I really resonated with the fact that she said this liberal media again, promoted this person over this person, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, uh, I couldn't argue with that fact. And I just, yeah, I, she's extreme. I remember when she spoke in front of Congress or the Senate, yeah, I wasn't sure, but she had like her uncle or her grandfather right next to her. And she was speaking really eloquently about what she wanted to do. She mm-hmm. seems to be somebody that wants better for people that look like her and is going about it a different way. And our community is not giving her a chance at all. No one is listening to her. You know, the clickbaity stuff is when she was on that. Remember, she was in Atlanta and, and T.I. said something to her and. Mm-hmm. Uh, when Killer Mike and all of them were on the stage together, and Ti said something, and the crowd—it's like play, it's almost like a rap battle. It was like a rap battle. They were play, he was playing to the crowd. He wasn't trying to create any kind of dialogue. He was just saying he was saying like hit points. And as soon as you got the crowd behind you, oh, it was over. You won. Like that's it. And that is somebody who I think I'm going to pay a little bit more attention to moving forward because I feel like that is more bipartisan than anyone else I could see right now that is interested in political, you know, and in, in, in political awareness for our particular group. Uh, so tell me, tell me your feelings about Candace Owens throughout 2020. Man. I don't have any feelings <laughs> for Candace <laughs> Owens. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not paying attention to her. Um, I'm not, I'm not paying attention to any political pundit. Like all these political pundits, like they can, they can miss me with their rhetoric and the parties that they ride for. And I, I don't care. I don't care what she has to say. I don't care what Angela Rye has to say. I don't care what Don Lemon has to say. Mm. I don't care what Ja Rule has to say. You know what I mean? I don't care. <laughs> At a time like this? <laughs> At a time like this, I could care less. Um, um, especially Candace Owens. You know, I, I, I could care less, man. So I get that. 
So she doesn't she doesn't help or hurt. She you know what I mean like just her just her presence or her her influence or the, the ears that she can garner or the information that she's trying to convey. None of that is useful. Um, to no, you, I mean, she, to you. I it's not no, it's not it's not useful. I mean, she just she just makes these like arguments for I don't I don't even know why she does it though. That's that's the thing. Like I don't know what her goal is. I don't know what who she works for, like what she do. I, I don't even know why she is on the stage that she had. Like what where does she come from and what does she do and who does she work for? Gotcha. Who, you know who backs I mean? you? <laughs> yeah, that, I, I don't I don't know who backs her. I don't know, you know what I mean? So I'm just that's like real. She just shows up and she just talks and she's on TV. So That's like real. what? Like who who placed her there and why is she yeah, there? She ain't Gail King, is she? She ain't <laughs> a young Gail, is she? I don't know what she is. Man. <laughs> she might be a young Condoleezza Rice. You know, Ooh. I don't know. I don't know. But um, she, just, she just makes some uh some real um you know like statements like eccentric like stand out like oh she's not supposed to say that she's black you know and so right i don't know i, I could care less bro she's like she's like the black tommy loren to me you know what i mean oh interesting okay so i don't i don't know if she believes everything that she says um i just think she kind of says it for she's playing a role she's playing a part yeah yeah okay no nah, i definitely i definitely can't argue with that word because i've 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 had those same those same feelings um yeah, she's one of the people I can't trust. On the other side, like Van Jones, I can't trust him either. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I never trusted Van Jones. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't trust. Uh, I don't it's trust. Easier to be a father. I was like, Jesus, are man. you serious? Man, you that serious? was like that was a nasty. <laughs> that was so nasty. Bro. <laughs> that was so bad, bro. Oh. Just, I, I've seen him cry on TV too many times. I think I did an episode <laughs> on him crying like <laughs> years ago. I, I did an episode on Van Jones. It was it was my first time seeing him. And so I was like, dang, bro, like, why is he breaking down? And why is he, you know, he was talking to some real hardcore white supremacist dude. And he started crying and he started talking about all this. I'm just like, dang, bro, this ain't how you're supposed to handle yourself in the face of white supremacy. You know, mm. and then and then I just started seeing him over the past two, three years. I see him crying on TV a lot. I was like, oh, this is his thing. Oh, that's your thing. Oh, that's why you got to where you are. Oh, oh he's the crying Negro. There you go. Oh, there you okay, go. so that's that's he's a sensitive, brolic black man. Oh, we need one of those. Yeah, he's the six two six three ball headed, sensitive <laughs> black man that's married to a white. Yeah. Oh, right, what? right, and I guess we ruined the other one, so we need a new one. Yeah, yeah. So it's just like, hmm. come on, bro. Like it's, it's it's so bad. It was so pathetic. You know, it's so pathetic to see him crying like that and sniffling and like, bro, relax. Just just relax, bro. It was, and then and then the fact that he's cool with the Trumps, <laughs> mm. you see all them pictures with him and and he was like I and I, I just want to apologize for those on on the other side that lost too. I, I just I want to apologize. It's like bro, you got all worked up because you you got hope that now that this bad man is out of office, but then you want to apologize for those that were voting for the bad man. So you basically you want to apologize to your friends, right? Be because you know your friends are now out of a job or out of office. Right. It's just like, bro, don't come on, man. Get out of here. That's why I was like, I don't, I don't really mess with this political stuff, man, because people be playing games. Sure. People be playing right games. Just right for a it is a game. This yeah, whole it's, thing. It's a big game. It's a nasty game. Well, you know what? That's that's hard. Yeah. That's really difficult for me to 
go one way or the other. I think that 2020 for me has been just a year of paradoxes. It's been a year of both and, you know, like as as much as I disagree with Van 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 Jones, as much as I disagree with Candace Owens, I can't throw the baby out with the bathwater, right? I, I have to pay attention to some of something that he's saying because I know that it's not all BS, you know? Uh, I know that what she's saying, even though she's, she might be using her Tommy Loren voice to be able to excite people and get people to react to things like that, I definitely know that she's an educated woman, that she's been around this political arena for a long time, and she has some intelligent things to say. So it is about just sifting through the garbage and, and not holding it, not, holding, not, not, not taking it personally or not making that encapsulate the whole person. Terry Crews is the only person I'm just like, yo, whatever he's saying, nah, like, throw that, throw that baby. No, don't even put bath, don't even put water in a bath. Just throw the baby out. Like, that's Terry Crews for me. Cause you want to you throw away Terry Crews? Yo, I want to throw. Can we have? Can we? Can we resurrect the the the? Uh, what what did Dave Chappelle have? Um, Racial draft. <laughs> come on, bro. We yo, that should have been our episode right there, bro. We uh, should have done a racial draft episode, man, for twenty. I would never, I would never do that. I'm, I'm not as bold as, as Dave Chappelle, bro. <laughs> I know you're gonna be on that level, man. So you know, man, they let them use it against you, bro. Cancel culture is over, man. Oh man, we'll see. We will see. Yeah, I, hear I, mean, that. I, can, I, can, I can really care less about cancel culture, but I'm not. I'm not I wouldn't touch the racial draft, bro, because I'm mm. not. Terry Crews can get. But but Terry Crews, Terry Crews had a terrible 2020. I mean. Oof. He couldn't have made himself look any worse. No, Terry Crews, yo, major L for 2020 is Terry Crews. Yeah, the biggest. Absolutely. The biggest. Absolutely. Who would the major dub be outside of music? Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, a dub is an L now. Like, I can't Oh, yeah, that. I'm about to say, yeah, I'm about to say. I can't I'm, stand that, bro. I know. I don't like that either. I don't That's, like that at all, man. Yeah. I'm like, can y'all stop? A dub, like W? That's an L now? Like, y'all are all yeah. the way. I don't, I don't get it. I, I still be like, wait, does that really mean what they say it means? Right. It's, it's a wash. Is that what it is? It's a dub. It's a wash. <laughs> like I, I, I really try to understand the culture. You know what I'm saying? I really try to like decipher this stuff, but yeah, I can't just, I can't just take it sometimes. Uh, who, who, who definitely, who definitely got, uh, who benefited, who won uh, mm. 2020 as bad as Terry lost. Mm. We talking about individuals or, or groups or what? What we talking? Uh, let's talk about individuals right now. Let's just say okay. like, what what was the one person? Because I know that women women definitely won in twenty twenty. Tell me why. I think that at the beginning of uh, the the Me Too movement, which wasn't twenty twenty, a lot of people didn't take it seriously, and I think twenty twenty was twenty twenty. Hold on. Oh, Harvey Weinstein went down this year, right? This year was that? That's all I was just about to look up. I was like, me or, too. Or, or, yeah, I think Weinstein and Epstein and all the Steins and Jude, G and Ghislaine Maxwell. When you talk about groups, yeah. maybe it's the. Oh, let me not say that before I get us. <laughs> let me not say that. Don't say the J word. Uh, I think 2020 uh, is when he got uh, convicted. Right, right. You know, so mm, yep. 2020 is for me. It made it made a lot of us take a hard look at what was going on. And for me personally, this year was really difficult because this was a year that I was able to talk to enough of my uh, female friends about like their history with men in power mm. and how many of my sisters, especially my sisters, have been victims of men's power. 
mm. whether whether they were, they were adolescent, you know what I'm saying? Many of them have been a victim of, of molestation in one way or the other, and that really bothers me. And I didn't really have that understanding until this year. So I have to be really grateful to that movement exposing me even a little bit to what women, you know what I mean? Like what, what women have been dealing with for however long women have been dealing with it. Yeah. That's really, that, that was really tough for me. And that was this year. So I'll definitely say I became a, a, a better supporter ally. You know what I'm saying? I don't like using all these buzzwords, but I, I, I got a glimpse into how we as men are viewed by women. And it wasn't it wasn't pretty for me. It was it was really difficult. Um, was it this year that like that whole men are trash thing really really took off? Uh or has that's, that been, that's a, that been, has been going on for a long time, bro? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> that ain't nothing new. But that's nothing new. Not, yeah, 2018. Never mind. That's nothing new. Yeah, but it, you know, like yeah, say it, say it all you want. Yo. It's gotten it's gotten resurrected, you know, over the past two years for mm-hmm. sure. It's been more prevalent. Um, I agree with that. Yeah, it's it's been more pre- prevalent. But man, the biggest the biggest W of the year, man. It's it's really tough because the focus has been so down. Right. Um. Honestly, the 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 person that comes to my mind is a little bit of bias, but Master P. Ooh. Okay. Even before the Reebok deal. Yeah. Even even before that, man. I just. All I could see, I would say Master P and um, Internet Comedians, bro. Uh. But I'll say, so I'll, I'll break this so Master P because I feel like he came out with so many products this year. Like he came out with cereal. He came out with or his his um his noodles went to another level. His rap snacks went to another level. Yeah, rap snacks. You know, he's been making more deals with rap snacks. And uh, his his shoes have been going to another level. It's just it's just been a lot of good things that I've been observing that's been going on with Master P. And, you know, he he came he finally put out his kind of bio. It wasn't a biopic, but, you know, a little mini series on BET, um, the mini mini doc. And that was great for him because a lot of people that didn't respect him were like, oh, he can't rap. It wasn't about the rap. It was about his business and the way that he built his company. And so the rap. Exactly, exactly. And so that to me, like he's he came away with you know really good 2020. But I'll say internet comedians, bro. Country Wayne, Jess Hilarious, Desi mm-hmm. Banks, 85 uh, South, Carlos, 85 South, yeah. uh Drewski too funny. Like them, those people are like really making 2020 like palatable, you know? Yeah. Like yeah. uh um survivable. Country Wayne is my favorite. Like, he puts out at least one, if not two, videos per day. Like he's been so consistent. How does um, he spell it? K O U N T R Y. Country Wayne. Country Wayne. Okay. Yeah, okay. Man. So that dude is hilarious, man. Um, and then Jess, Jess hilarious. She hasn't been as consistent, but lately, because her and Country Wayne used to date, and then they broke up. Um, and now she's working at a similar pace as him. And they actually still could collaborate and make oh. videos from time to time. But oh. she, he's upped her pace and she's putting out stuff just about daily. And she actually does more numbers because she, she's more popular and she's a girl and she looks, she's sexy and yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, so sure. it's just like double, double win, you know, so sexy and talented. 
But um, but yeah, man. So her and then Desi Banks, he's been working hard, putting out a lot of skits, and now he's doing a lot of stuff on the road. And, and like you said, 85 South, bro, they show is blown up. Um, so I would say internet comedians, like they have everybody's attention. Yeah. Like everybody's in the house doing nothing, scrolling on their phone. And so, and, and Hollywood is down, you know, like Hollywood ain't putting out no new movies. Yeah. Hollywood's trying to get on TV. How crazy is that? Exactly. And so, because Hollywood is down, you have this entertainment void. Everybody's watching kind of the same stuff, but like the, the internet comedians are putting out new content daily, weekly, you know? And so they're up. I would say internet comedians is up right now, bro. I can't argue with that, man. I'll definitely, uh, I'll definitely uh, support but, that. But also, you know what? Actually, we we kind of we kind of over overshadowed like the biggest W of the year. Oh. Versus, bro. Come on. Oh yeah, yeah. Come Timbo on, and Swiss man. Timbo and Swiss versus, really. versus is the biggest win of twenty twenty. Absolutely, absolutely. I can't I can't argue with that right there, man. Versus yeah, massive. Versus it is all because of twenty twenty. Everybody is at the house. Can't nobody go out. Swiss and Tim do a beat battle, and just from that, a whole empire started. Bro. A whole empire, man! Like how fun! We- oh, oh, yeah! Think about Seriously? how fast, like how quickly that has grown into a full fledged. So that concludes part two of our wrap up 2020 wrap up series. The final part three is coming up next. We will continue the versus conversation. My guy, Tevin Tavares, joins us on this last hour of conversation. And um, so we we finish up the versus talk. Uh, We discuss, you know, some of the things that Tevin has been working on, all the work that a lot of us have been putting in in 2020 that's going to bear fruit in 2021. And we just discuss the future of what is the new normal. What do we expect to happen for 2021 and beyond? Um, What do we expect? How do we expect everything to go with the vaccine, uh, with the virus? How will it spread? Some conspiracy theories. And we get deep and we kind of get dark. But it's all for the betterment of us to make sure that we are staying ready so we don't have to get ready. All right. So tap in to part three coming up next. Grace and peace.